0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by Robert D. Felice to talk about uh, Friday Night Smackdown on a Friday night. Robert, how you doing?
1: Uh, you know, Colin, I I want to know where the logic is, Colin. I, I asked for some logic in my television programs. I don't care if it's wrestling. I don't care if it's uh, the DC Universe, the Marvel Universe. I want logic. I want it now because we're missing a whole lot of logic on this Friday night
0: hard to disagree uh there, there there's a lot to talk about from the women's division some newcomers there to edge the usos whole bunch of stuff going on tonight on friday at SmackDown. And we'll talk about all of it but before we do just want to remind you all that this show like everything we do here uh at russell's zone is available on uh youtube uh, smackdown uh youtube spotify soundcloud i can't get my words straight uh Apple podcast whatever it may be we've got you covered so leave a like and subscribe so robert I guess well, let's start with that. You're you're uh, you know, mourning this lack of logic here on a Friday night. What was your big bone to well, pick with SmackDown in that regard? I'm, I'm
1: mourning a lot of things, Colin. I'm mourning the loss of the pandemic era MVP. I'm mourning the loss of Bailey. Bailey goes down with a torn ACL. It looks like with for nine months, for nine months, that woman carried this damn show and this whole promotion through the scariest times of the pandemic and she didn't even get a Wrestlemania match. She deserves better and I'm mourning that and I'm mourning the loss of logic because I want to know why we have Shotzi and Knox because they're not Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox because that's too damned simple, Colin. So we got Shotzi and Knox, which it, you're going to have to come up with a better team Oof. name than that. You're going to have to. Um... Look, Ember Moon's without a partner, Uh, NXT's without a tag team, NXT's without a Tegan. She just came back 72 hours ago, and they're just like, here, go off SmackDown. Uh, I don't understand, Colin. There's some simple things. How about you just call up Shotzi and Ember? You know, Ember's been on the main roster. How about that? How about you just call them up if you need a tag team? What are we that's doing?
0: What, that's what Nesha curse here in the comments is saying she says Shotzi should be with uh, Ember Moon. She liked them together. Um, I mean, yeah, it was weird. I saw the news broke shortly before they uh, they arrived on the show tonight that uh it would that it would be Tegan Knox and um Shotzi Blackheart. That lack of logic uh, for the for the team itself, for the fact that yes, just as you said, 72 hours ago, we did see uh Tegan return. She was behind those battery charging vignettes. It's way too easy to say, oh, the the left hand doesn't talk to the right for WWE and these kinds of decisions. But it did feel very weird to me that Tegan shows up on NXT, seemingly starts this feud with uh, with Candice LeRae on NXT. Now she's here. And for all intents and purposes, f- as far as we can tell, the, she'll, she'll be on SmackDown tonight. So... Um, I guess yeah I mean maybe this was a sudden kind of thing obviously Robert you and I talk about it every week uh Smackdown Women's division definitely need needs more depth we got uh as and as you said as as weird as the maybe the renaming of Shotzi and Knox might be they're here on SmackDown that'll be good for the the woman's tag division admittedly we can say that it maybe it should have been Tegan and or it should have been Ember and Shotzi but they look like a good team. So, I mean, I guess that's pretty good for them. They, 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 they beat and tie into, uh, Tamina. So clearly they are, you know, being positioned as a, yeah. a pr- pretty notable force right away here. So that's good for them. And we also, we can talk about Tegan, not or not Tegan, no- or Tony storm being, uh, teased tonight I, as well.
1: I, 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 oh, by the way, Saray, that's an angle going on NXT. Never mind that. That's it's not a show on the USA network. Colin, it's a developmental territory. is that a show every Tuesday for two hours on the USA Network? Let's screw NXT. To hell with NXT. Let's pillage NXT because we need stars on SmackDown today. I, I have so many problems with all of this. Not the least of which being they're so lacking in depth for their women. That they have not done a single money in the bank qualifier, and then they made that even more complicated. Then they, yeah, I'm well, that.
0: We can talk about that. I do want to say the classic saying of, you know, let's pouring out for Bailey here. I got my my nice edge tumbler full of coffee, so let's pouring out for Bailey. Because, yes, just to wrap up, to circle sort around of back to that earlier today, uh, the news came out that, yes, Bailey suffered a pretty severe injury. It looks to be a torn ACL, as you said, Robert, the pandemic of. Or the man, the I MVP just, I, of the pandemic. Can't even talk today. The, the MVP, the of, MVP the of the pandemic era.
1: Who was the first wrestler that they sent out to entertain people in front of absolutely nobody?
0: Bailey. Bailey. Bayley. All along, it's been Bailey. She's Bayley, she's been... Bailey
1: has carried this damn company, and I want restitution for this woman. She needs to be in the main event of WrestleMania next year, the year after. If she can make it back for the Rumble, I think we've got our winner because Bailey deserves so much.
0: I would certainly agree. I mean, that is, who knows, right? I mean, we've seen people, uh, you know, overcome some uh, injuries, you know, those those periods, those those prognosis, I should say, of coming back sooner than they might be expected. Nine months from now, should line up around some time, but who knows, she could come back earlier. I would imagine uh, that seemed to be kind of the reaction to uh, this news that, you know, whenever Bailey does come back, be pretty darn easy to have her come back with this big baby face push and yeah maybe it's winning the rumble maybe it's somehow otherwise getting that main event match wrestling she does deserve but here and now today we do know that smackdown definitely is getting that uh influx of fresh talent that it has desperately needed so we can sit here and say yeah maybe it should have been ember and the maybe it is weird that yeah they're just pulling up uh tony storm while she's kind of in the feud with with saray but as as questionable as i might be for nxt I, I see it uh where this is a smackdown show so we can say that it'll be good for smackdown i mean again we we've i feel like we say every week smackdown has had seven uh women active in its division there so this has been i would say overdue and uh i will say nxt while it is kind of questionable that um you know, the, you know, you're pulling these people right out of there when they've got these storylines going on. They've more than got the depth to deal with it overall. But I do like this comment from Tony Kaname Kuran, sorry if I'm not pronouncing it rightly, uh, saying that maybe it should have been Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai being someone that uh, perhaps may have been a little more, if not ready, uh, more fitting in the sense. Where, whereas, uh, as we said a minute ago, uh, Tegan Nox coming back here just a couple days ago, presumably entering this feud you know Dakota Kai maybe could have slotted in a little more naturally so um but at the same time Tegan Knox did look at that's what Stephen Chambers is saying she looked good she's uh, she had a dark match someone mentioned earlier uh she had a dark match before I think that was raw this week so she's kind of getting back into ring shape in that sense so kind of right off coming right off the shelf here you know a good win in her First match back and a first match on the main roster here. And now, again, since we're on, on the women's division uh, subject, Robert, because of uh ba- Bailey being out of action for first Sunday, uh, we knew we had the announcement that supposedly Sonia Deville would be announcing a replacement opponent for Money of the Bank instead. Bianca Belair's match for Money in the Bank is off. She'll not be defending the title on Sunday. Instead, she'll be defending the title uh, on Friday, the first SmackDown with fans live back yet again. And her opponent will be Carmella. Carmella, who had been in the Money in the Bank match, hadn't really done much to qualify for this match. But again, when you have a pretty lackluster uh, depth uh, in the division, there's only so much you can do. Bailey goes down, someone's got to step up. So it's going to be Carmella. And because of that, even though she came to the ring and started uh, ranting on Sonya Deville, Liv Morgan will be in the Money the Bank match, and as Nesta Curse has pointed out here, gotta, gotta figure that Liv Morgan just might be... Not when winner.
1: Alexa Bliss is breathing, pal. <laughs> N- not when Alexa Bliss is alive and breathing. You know, that's... Uh, Alexa's the go-to. Nikki is my number two, and then Liv Morgan would be the number three. Or, or, we don't know the full... We don't have the full list yet. So maybe one of those two last names. Maybe it is Tony Story. Maybe it's Sasha Banks. Maybe it's, yeah, you know, who knows?
0: I have to think of the possibilities for uh, a mystery entrant like that. Sasha Banks. The, there's obviously the, the easy guess about be- uh, Becky Lynch, maybe. That'd be a crazy pop as well. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the, the how they want to bring her back, but I have to imagine we are going to get at least one surprise there. It's going to be a live show. They're probably going to want to do some stuff that we haven't been, that, that we we'll won't see coming in that sense. It hasn't been announced that they're going to want to throw, throw at least some curveballs like that. So I don't know.
1: Uh, if somebody's saying maybe it's me, maybe I am the, the eighth entrant in the women's winning the big ladder. Entry. I don't know how that works out, but maybe you never know. Listen, I think... I think it is ridiculous that we're sitting here saying, well, she needs a new match for Sunday. That fuck Sunday. Put her, put her <laughs> in the ring on Friday. <laughs> what, is the, what does that even mean? How does that work? How does that work? Can you at least say the loser of that match gets put in the money in the bank? Like, what, can you make it make sense? Make it make sense. Colin, please.
0: I can't. Robert, you, you, we started this show mourning this lack of logic, and for me, beyond that, it was like, just all of the, all around, this was set up to be I don't want to say set up to be disappointing, but, you know, Sunday DeVille comes out, we knew that Bailey was injured, then they, they. it's funny, I wrote up an article about the Bailey injury promo, then they play it on the show anyway, they released that right before SmackDown went on air, I think, uh, and then they played anyway, and then uh, DeVille basically, I, I forget the exact word she said uh she was gonna you know announce this replacement for bailey and she said bailey won't be competing on sunday and she, i think she said something like uh, bianca Belair will no longer be defending the title on sunday pause instead she'll be defending the title on friday pause against carmela and it's like that was just a dud i mean again it'd be one thing if Carmella had, had you know won some water or there's i I, <laughs> I read this comment from Nesha Curtis got thrown off. Nesha Curtis saying, throw some water on Robert because he needs to cool off. I am all over the place now, but I'm sorry.
1: I, I don't need to cool off. <laughs> I, I I just want my shows to make sense. I want my Friday nights to make sense, Colin. That's all That's I, want. I want. Yeah.
0: But, um, wow. Uh, Yeah. The, the one thing if Carmella had won some matches, had some momentum going, um, something instead this is someone that has previously faced Sasha Banks their title that has previously lost Bianca Belair and they are kind of hamstrung by this lack of depth so I, I don't blame them in that sense in the sense of like Carmela is probably the most qualified at this point in terms of an, an emergency opponent for Bianca
1: but um I don't know I mean but, but at this point but what do you mean I don't I I had a thread on Twitter where I threw out six scenarios of what we do with this. We could have Bianca say, hey Liv, I see you. I'll, I'll fight you at Money in the Bank. They don't want to put you in Money in the Bank? Fine, I'll give you a title shot. That's a baby face thing to do. You could have called up Raquel. Said, hey, one night only. NXT champion, SmackDown champion. You know, if Raquel wins, she's on SmackDown. You could do uh, Frankie Monet. I said, you could skip the line right now. She was ready six months ago to be in the main event WWE. Candace LeRae, if you're gonna call anybody up for the love of God, this woman's been working her ass off for years. And then of course, then Sasha, just, just do Sasha. Just pull the trigger on Sasha. Like, ah.
0: We got some comments about that. I have to think Sasha's probably the plan for SummerSlam. They probably didn't want to jeopardize that. And they, they probably felt more comfortable going with- I mean, with, again, with
1: not having Bianca on the card <laughs> at all. That's because that's another thing. Fans are back now. There's no more of this, you know, BS. Oh, it's the Thunderdome. It's okay. You know, nobody's really paying attention. Fans are back now. People want to see Bianca at Money in the Bank. What if you're in uh, the one Texas city and you're not in the other? What if you're in uh, Dallas and you're not in Houston? You don't get to see Bianca. What is that? That's not right. It's true.
0: It's true. You know, it's hard to disagree. Got a bunch of comments here uh, predicting that Becky Lynch will be here next week whether it's on uh, friday night smackdown or money in the bank i've got to
1: think becky left as a raw superstar did she not robert the brand split is dead all right never mind the fact that there's a super snapdown on september 10th in madison square garden because the brand split is dead they don't want the brand split to die we're doing a draft later this summer supposedly so why would becky lynch just show up on smackdown you know what you could do you merge the divisions because there are 16 women, probably maybe 19 now with, with the three call-ups. There are 19 women and one's injured with Bailey. Merge the divisions. You've got a healthy singles and a healthy tag. It's an amazing thing that you can do when you just merge the divisions.
0: Robert, we talk about this so much. And I, 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 I wish they would. I wish they would, but the, I, don't, I don't know if they will. And I, I think they should. I think that'd be beneficial. But in the meantime, at the very least, I will say they and uh, the real Mike Shay saying Raw's not going to up the man that easily. I mean, I think Smack. I don't know whoever well, Becky Lynch winds up. I think obviously it, either brand would stand to, uh, would stand to benefit from having her if they want to have her on SmackDown. Neshkar is pointing out that her husband Seth Rollins is on SmackDown, so that might be a thing. If that should be case, a
1: thing.
0: Yes, if they if it is the case they want to have um, Becky on SmackDown, have her on this first show back with live fans. Uh, for for SmackDown I should say you know all the time where we complain about how WWE like insults the viewers intelligence and pretends that we don't remember things they could pretty easily just be like oh Becky Lynch is on SmackDown now period leave it at that they don't need to like address the fact she's on Raw because they don't they're, they're they're the the classic line of, of thinking is like oh the fan, the fans don't care like I really don't think or I don't expect it to be that uh loyal i should i guess like a better word to the brands what um if they will if that if the goal here is that i don't know if it is that but i i think that feels like the better path forward here because as as beneficial as these the call-ups will be they're going to need somebody here and now like somebody someone of becky lynch's caliber or close to it to have someone to boost smackdown up whereas those call-ups could be beneficial in the long run so I think that might make sense. I think Raw could use her as well, but at least Raw, in a way, has a little more going for it, where you've, at least you've got Rhea and Charlotte having crutch wars, and you've got uh, Alexa Bliss doing things. So at least they, they've got a little more meat on the bone. Talk and about really- just,
1: just ruining Rhea Ripley, by the way. I'm not on the Raw show with you, but if I was, you would just hear the utter apathy that exudes from me with that Monday Night <laughs> what a what a terrible show (laughs) like what just an awful show in that rise robert
0: it's it's my job every week to sit here and try to find good things to say about raw and sometimes it's it's easier than others but um at the very least with smackdown i don't have to uh to to stretch as much but i will say if you remember last week i stretched and i was trying to find the the good side of happy corbin and we can talk about that now because we had the last two men's money the bank qualifiers here it was baron corbin versus king nakamura right before the match we saw king nakamura and rick boogs showed up in what turned out to be king corbin's repossessed car so they they bought that car i had mixed feelings about that because
1: they're not good people right
0: (laughs) right you know that stuck me as a little little ad, right? They they bought this man's car. They like they continue to kick this guy while he's down. Um, now they they're rubbing in the salt the salt in the wound that you know he's clearly down, on hard times, and they're just you know making him feel bad about himself. And I I don't know, but yes, that that's kind of the the moral of that story. They're not good people in that sense, but we did see yet again. I don't even I've lost count of how many times we've seen uh, Baron Corbin and King uh, Shinsuke Nakamura here. Yeah, and that kind of made it pretty clear to expect that nakamura would win he did so nakamura will go on to Money in the bank i thought it was a good match there are a couple moments where it looked like not, uh corbin would win but instead uh as nesha chris points out it does feel like happy corbin is coming he's clearly uh you know on his losing streak he's he's lost his he's lost his crown he didn't, he didn't even have entrance music tonight he's clearly uh just down in the dumps and I'm I'm, I'm honestly I'm here for this I'm, I'm very curious to see how this unfolds Robert as I said, I said last week I was really looking for that uh, deeper meaning to it and that might not be there but I think this could be a pretty cool redemption story for, for Baron Corbin
1: uh, First of all Tony Kaname Karan on YouTube is just uh, out here saying Boogs is the poppy of smack I will not sit here and allow you to compare Rick Boogs Poppy, that is an insult to Poppy, and I will not stand for it. Now then, uh, this angle—they're clearly heels. Greg Boogs is an asshole. Greg (laughs) Boogs is a jerk. Why are they just allowing this man to jump, Baron Corbin? What are they doing? Why is this being allowed? By the way, this is uh, neither here nor there, but I, I do have to get this off my chest: the fact that. Uh, Blake and Blake and Cutler are, are gone, and, and, and Riker isn't is sick. But, I mean, maybe Baron Corbin would be doing better if he had some knights surrounding him. I don't know. Maybe that's just a thought. But, yeah, this feud is terrible. I'm ready for the next level of it. I kind of wish they would have separated the uh, qualifiers so that Seth and Cesaro could have been in the match. I think it adds just a better element to the match, you know, but th- this is fine. Nakamura is awesome. Nakamura is great. Nakamura is in the ladder match. The SmackDown half, a ladder match, much better than the Monday night raw half. The SmackDown I- half seems like it's got some winners. I mean, I'm looking at it
0: right now for SmackDown. Now we know that it's Biggie. Uh, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. We can talk about Rollins in a minute here. But, I mean, yeah, I look at any number one of those – I knew four of those guys, and I think really –
1: All right. I think we might have lost Colin. Might have lost Colin. Let us know in the comments. All right. So I'm here. All right. So here's the thing. This Shinsuke and Corbin match, not great. Let's talk about what was great. Because Seth Rollins and Cesaro, you might have seen it 50 times, but they burned it down. Because this match was as smooth as butter you got these guys beating the holy hell out of each other uh cesaro gets her karana into the uh exposed turnbuckle starts bleeding takes a ddt on the concrete starts seizing up and then god you wouldn't believe it cesaro gets the comeback hits the uppercut spinning uh right as he spins out of it falls because of the blood gets hit with the curb stomp so smooth one of the best things i have ever seen in this uh industry colin's power has gone out so i'm gonna keep carrying this thing i'll read your comments on air since i'm not the one in control of this but i will read your comments on air uh stephen chambers says don't count out seth Rollins putting money in the bank i wouldn't not a bad idea Michael Shea says, R.I.P. Michael Shea, what did you think about SmackDown? Get your thoughts uh, on screen. Um, yeah, I you know, I really think that Seth Rollins is one of the underrated pieces of the puzzle because he's one of the last guys that actually got a push and it stuck. And now you've got a guy like Rollins who, when he gets in there with, Edge at SummerSlam, it's going to be a big deal. Tried to kill Edge in 2014. Said he was going to kill him in 2014. Now Edge can defend himself. Now Rollins is in for a fight. That'll be good. But will it happen because Rollins cashed in on Universal Champion Edge? That's what I want to know. Get your comments on screen about that. Um uh, DJ Cassier saying, Best Smackdown in the history of all Smackdowns. You are a liar and a deceiver, DJ. Uh, Herman Takar, I hope Biggie wins. Me too. I do believe Biggie Langston will cash in the briefcase on Bobby Lashley. That is the way I see Money in the Bank going, actually. Uh, Tony says, Seth has the possibility of winning Money in the Bank. I think so. He'd be my number two guy. Um, I really think that... This is a chance for WWE to reclaim some of what it's lost. And if they can get on the right track with Money in the Bank, they can do some fun stuff like Biggie cashes in on Lashley and everybody gets excited about that. You've got um, maybe Liv Morgan does win. And that's a huge moment that everybody can pop for. You know, these are the things that I want to see. I want to see a show worth watching at Money in the Bank. Uh, Nesha Kirsch, I think says I think Drew wins the men's case. Nesha, I think you are very wrong. I am sorry, you're dead of your opinion. I do not see Drew McIntyre coming anywhere near the WWE Championship again in the year 2021 unless it is to win that title in the overseas tour in the UK so that that crowd can have a moment. You know, um, Nesha asking what about Biggie and Pat at ringside. Yeah, th- listen, Pat McAfee's great. Biggie Langston is one of the most uh, gifted entertainers of his generation. The match still sucked. Um, Michael Covington saying, Nakamura is cashing in his winnings and getting money in the bank. Strong style is coming. I think strong style. I think that passed about a few years ago, pal. DJ Cassius saying, what did I think of the Alpha Academy promo tonight? I I think (laughs) that Otis, do- doesn't know how to cut a promo, quite frankly. I think he's very uncomfortable when he's got to cut a kind of serious promo because he just looked at the camera and said, I will destroy everyone. Like It's boring. It's boring is what I'm saying. Colin, you're back. You lost power, pal. How are you?
0: Robert, I- I'm so sorry, everybody. I've lost power. <laughs> I kid you not. Like five times this week. It has been... Yeah. Horrible.
1: <laughs> My god, they, they are draining the man of his life force. This this poor, positive, beautiful Prince boy has lost his power and his passion for wrestling. And that's why, you know why? Because the show is lacking logic. That's why.
0: <laughs> that that folks, this was this was a new one. I've never lost power like midstream like that. But Robert, thank you for holding down the fort. Uh what did, what what did I miss? I'm sorry. Hold on, was... hold
1: on, pal. Cause because let's tell the truth here. I built this fort all right go
0: ahead oh man wow uh well folks sorry about that again this is the downside of living in the woods you know you lose power a lot What the hurricanes moving up the coast i'm not even like right in the thick of it but we're getting the the peripheral <laughs> effects here gotta love the weather uh but we're back um boy uh Robert, I've told you lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Well,
1: listen, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Usos. We're going to talk about yes. Edge. Yes. We're going to talk about okay. the main crux of this show. Because, my God, we go into Friday Night Smackdown. And for some reason, we got a report that Jimmy Uso backstage. Because the man got himself into a little bit of trouble outside the squared circle. So now that he's actually at Smackdown, everybody's going, I don't know, they're going to adjust the elephant in the room. Is Ronald Rance going to, you know, take his head off? What are we doing here? And Roman Reigns does the Bret Hart Hart Foundation group hug. We're all in this together. You know, we're family. He's been watching The Fast and The Furious because, damn it, it is all about family. Okay? And now Roman Reigns says, oh, we're, we're all going to call it Edge or Edge is going to call it them. They're going to have a fight at the end of the show. Edge is a wily veteran. He's a smart man. He, he knows not to go in it alone. Now, granted, for some reason, because, you know, logic, the Usos blatantly defy Roman Reigns and go out there when he said, you know what? I got this. And they go out there anyway. doesn't matter because Edge has his old SmackDown 2002 buddy, Rey Mysterio, and his son, Dominic. Baby you know, Champ. Baby champ carrying the legacy of the SmackDown Six, because that is, after all, Eddie Guerrero's seed. Okay, look, it all ties together. And now these six men, I have to imagine, are going to be in a main event six-man tag next week. Either way, I really enjoyed this beatdown of the Usos. I thought it was egregiously long, because he just kept going back from crossface to crossface. I like that Edge is kind of taking the crossface for his own It's still weird to me that this man is building everything around a pipe when you're going into a wrestling match where you cannot use the pipe. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Logic, Uh, though. I mean, that's the theme of this show. We're not here for it. We're not here for logic. We're just here for whatever makes a good time.
0: That we are. I mean, there's a lot to dig into here. We don't. I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but obviously you got to address the fact Jimmy Uso got arrested uh, Monday night for that DUI. He's had some troubles with that in the past. It came up uh, to the service yet again on Monday night, naturally, whether there was any sound reason to it or not, it was obviously fair to like, at least wonder how that might affect the storyline. The reports saying that, you know, WWE management or people, you know, kind of high ranking company, obviously fairly, maybe uh, just disappointed, frustrated with this because, you know, here, here, Jimmy. also is. he comes back from a year long injury, comes back uh, right into the thick of this great storyline. I think I saw one quote saying that this was the storyline we've all been waiting for. And, you know, obviously Robert, you and I've talked about it every week. It's been such a good storyline. Jimmy also comes back. He makes it even better. And, you know, in some sense kind of maybe jeopardizing that uh, with what happened on Monday night, or at least, you know, again, that, that fair concern about what, how that might go. And here we are Friday, the report he's backstage and, you know, basically the, the news there being worker shows up for work uh but it, it is notable he's there for smackdown tonight and then he's the i think he was the very first person we saw on tv tonight um talking with paul Heyman. and the if you if you saw this it was like a very brief thing right before the opening credits there uh jimmy wanted to talk to paul Heyman, and paul said something like don't worry uh you know you want, you, you you're gonna want to want romans full attention wait till later and there was like some sinister like smile so i kind of thought like are they gonna have Roman like beat down Jimmy? Are they gonna address this on the show? And then Roman came out and was cutting promo on Edge, and they said, "Oh, now I gotta take care of some family business." I'm like, "Are we gonna have Roman chew Jimmy out for what happened on Monday? Are they gonna tie us in the storyline? They could. They could do that. They didn't. There was one, one throwaway line from from Jey Uso uh, when he came out saying something like." Uh, you know, the, the the times are hard, but keep your head up. We got to, like, focus on this goal, of being, get getting those tag titles back. And that's it. They didn't dress at all. And that's their prerogative. That's fine. But then Robert Easton mentioned that lengthy beatdown at the end of the show. Obviously, a lot of fair comments saying that, you know, oh, maybe was that a way to write Jimmy off TV? That's what Neskurs is they suggesting. Ain't
1: any, they ain't writing anybody off. I got news for you. Worker showed up for work until... Until seen otherwise, they're not doing anything that's going to take Jimmy Uso off TV. Yeah, you know and... the reality is. Uh, I think this was Demi Lovato a few years ago where uh, they had some issues with substance abuse. There was still a judge on the get- on the uh, X Factor, so they could do it for them. They could do it for Jimmy.
0: Yeah, and we're not here to cast judgment or critique that. You know that is obviously WWE. They can do they can run business however they want to. Huh? And I will say at least, hey, you know, from a fan standpoint, I'm glad it would seem that the storyline will proceed as it was meant to. You know, for me, I would have been pretty darn disappointed if, you know, the arrest happened and WWE was like, all right, you know, we're just going to write Jimmy off, scrap this, and and go entirely in a different, different direction. I think that would be pretty disappointing. Uh, so at least, you know, the silver lining of this would be that uh, we will probably – get the whatever whatever the plan here was we, we should be able to get to see it Stephen Chambers predicting uh Robert and I talked about this I think last week Reigns winning has felt inevitable it feels like pretty much a certainty but Stephen Chambers predicting Edge will win at Money in the Bank but Reigns win the rematch at SummerSlam I don't know if I see that but I don't know well actually no duh the, the, uh, the thing about, hello, SmackDown, hello. The, the thing about <laughs> Smackdown is that they've got a pretty darn clear uh, direction forward for SummerSlam and the the, the main t- the world title scene, whereas Raw does not. Obviously, Robert, you've talked about it for weeks. It, SummerSlam has John Cena written all over it, and I have to think that Edge will just be a one up because to kind of transition here, they pretty much teased tonight, at least a little briefly, Edge versus Seth Rollins. They had a little interaction there, so I think
1: that's where we're going for that. Now, you see, I, I was pitching this idea when you were in the thick of it that, well, what if Edge just wins the belt? And Rollins just cashes in. And now we've got an Edge versus Rollins World Championship match. Now, personally, for me, that's a world title match I want to see. That's a match I want to see on any given day of the week anyway. But that's a world title match I want to see. John Cena is filming a movie in August, but Dave Meltzer says he's locked in for SummerSlam. And here's the reality, that filming can begin on August 25th. 26, 27, 20. You know, like it doesn't have to be. Well, they're taking him away from SummerSlam. Maybe his role isn't even that big. Maybe he can go and film his parts in September. It yep. does say to me that once again, Roman ain't losing that belt. And I don't know who's going to beat Roman, but it ain't going to be Edge, unfortunately. And it ain't going to be John Cena. I will say
0: that you know I I had not considered uh the the Edge versus Seth Rollins that cash in scenario I will say that you know for me I have said before not the biggest fan of Seth Rollins at least what we've seen in the past I like the work he's doing now as a heel and I think there'd be something pretty darn heartbreaking from a fan's perspective of, of if Edge does win if he does pull off that upset and he gets that great you know heroic moment you know wins the title and then boom seconds later Seth Rollins cashes in cashes in uh, you know capitalizes on this hellacious match of Roman Reigns sweeps the door out from under him and then that sets up SummerSlam. I mean, in theory at least that's possible and somehow you could still get to Roman versus John Cena, but obviously I think uh the better play just would probably be Edge versus uh Roman versus Cena for a title, Edge versus Rollins. Heck, maybe Rollins interferes and in cost Edge. I don't know, but I will say as uh, the, at the same time one of the reasons I do like SmackDown so much is that, you know, they do kind of overlap things. So, as much as we saw Roman versus Edge tonight, we saw Edge and Rollins tease a little bit. We also saw Seth Rollins tease a little conflict with Roman Reigns because he was mocking him. He was mocking his former Shield Sailed Mate. He was like, you know, mockingly saying the tribal chief. And he was reminding everybody how when he last won Money in the Bank, he cashed in on Roman Reigns. So, there is that history. There is that, uh, at least. Maybe maybe it's a red herring, but for me, I'm I look at, I'm like now there's that doubt because now you're thinking maybe that's an option as well.
1: That is an option. I'll tell you why that's an option because at some point they're going to need a match that they can do on SmackDown without these people, without Edge, without John Cena, and at Extreme Rules you get you know Reigns and Rollins in what can be a very fun match. Have they had a singles match? They they did, right? They did the one at Money in the Bank yeah. where uh, Dean cashed in. That was five years ago. Five they years haven't ago. fought for a while. That'll be good when they finally get around to it. Maybe you'd get there by having uh, the Tribal Chief come for the man, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe that's when Seth Rollins steps up and just knocks off all the other stuff and steps up to Rollins. That'll be a good feud if and when they get to it.
0: I will say, I mean – some people have said like, they've already been there, done that. They've, they've had a few. They've, they've, they've tapped into that history. But Robert, you just said it's been five years. So much has changed. Now we've got Roman Reigns being the tribal chief. At least right now, we've got Seth Rollins still being his, you know, dastardly heel kind of thing. I still think there's potential that, you know, someday, sooner or and later, they could have Seth Rollins turn face and do that. Or at the same time, they could have these two, you know, villainous personalities Clyde in that sense. You know, that, that, that would definitely be something different. I would definitely hope that we will get this match at some point because all the history as well as how much has changed, I think, you know, makes all sense in the world, whether it's, I mean, yeah, that might be um, something for the fall, you know, for me, uh, ever since Roman returned, I've been wanting to see a little more acknowledgement of of that history and we've only gotten, uh, I think, you know, when the Usos came back and there was some interaction with uh, Rollins and the Usos there Uh, and then last week, I think they, they had one face off a couple weeks ago and that's it. So they've done a good job kind of keeping them apart. And then slowly they're kind of working back into each other's eye line. I guess I should say the kind of uh, each other's, you know, concern in that sense, you know, Roman, the champion Rollins wants the title again. So I feel like they're on, they're on this collision course. And I think that would make a lot of sense, but we're just talking about maybe edge will win the real Mike Shay saying Keep the, keep the belt Roman. Let's see how long this winning streak can go. He could probably make it to next WrestleMania. I heard somebody say on a podcast this week, he can make it to next WrestleMania. Not even, not even the one coming up next year. The one he'll, after
1: that. he'll make it to whenever he needs to make it to have that match with the Rock. It says, that's the fact. The reality is I'd love to see John beat him. I want to see John Cena just stay. I, but I understand that that's unrealistic. So, you know, if Roman's the guy, then Roman's the guy, as long as they don't have him drop it to Goldberg. You know, you laugh, you laugh, but that, that's always a real possibility. So as long as they don't make him drop it to Goldberg.
0: Goldberg has had one match this year, so he's due for another one at some point. And yes, I certainly hope yeah. that will not be. The reality winning-
1: is he could fight Lashley yeah. at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, if they can't uh, get
1: if they can't get Brock and they don't do Big E, they can do Goldberg.
0: That they can. I mean, again, the contract states two matches a year. He's got one left to go, so that could be a good, or at least, you know, sufficient, I guess, plan B for a Brock Lesnar-less SummerSlam in that sense. As a fan, as we sometimes we we wander into fantasy booking territory, dj Cassier. Robert, you've have mentioned this before, but now we're 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 up on the stakes with DJ Garcia saying Edge versus John Cena title unification to end the brand split. Wouldn't that be the oh ultimate God. way to have it go out?
1: Oh, I'm excited because I'm apparently I'm just 16 again. I don't know what what happened there, but I, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. in nine. I'd watch that in 21. I'd watch that anytime because <laughs> it's John Cena and Edge, and for my money, that's my favorite feud of all time.
0: they have- I liked it a lot. I, didn't, I only saw, for me, I'm going to show my age here, but I, I, I saw the, the 2009 version of that feud. No, no, so. no you're going to show my
1: age. Thanks, <laughs> buddy. Thank <laughs> you, pal, because you didn't even see when they were fighting each other for months on end, and uh, Ed was going to, to John Cena's house slapping his father. That's the good stuff. Uh, people, go, go on Peacock and watch Edge and John Cena at Unforgiven in 06. Fantastic match.
0: I was doing a stream earlier, and I, I uh, admitted that I, I missed a lot of wrestling when I, I took a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of years. And Robert, when you cover wrestling for a living, they, like I miss so much stuff. But now every week I'm I'm actively watching so much stuff. It's it's hard to go back and watch all this stuff that I miss as much as I want to. I want to go back and watch the glory days of Edge, the stuff that I miss, the you know all of all of the 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 ruthless aggression area. And I've seen some of it in hindsight as well. But there is a lot, all the history there for Edge and Cena and. At the same time, I just, I feel, we mentioned it before, that one of those first reports about Cena coming back really started to come, you know, into focus there. I just feel like, really, as much as it'd be great to see Cena stick around, I don't know if he will. Therefore, I feel like, you know, facing Roman, losing to Roman, would be the, the best use at this point. And then, depending on what his schedule is, maybe he comes back for Survivor Series or something. But, you know, it is probably on a pretty pretty darn limited schedule like that. So... You know, I, I feel like, and then for Edge as well, you know, he has a pretty, at least to a lesser extent, you know, he's, he's been around obviously more than Cena has, but, you know, we can't necessarily count on these guys to to be around. It will, I would imagine they'll be involved for SummerSlam, but beyond that, at least for the rest of this year, I don't know. So uh, as I've I tweeted about it during the show tonight. Edge came out, we heard his lovely theme song, and I, I, I was suddenly, you know, 10 years old again. Uh, as long as he's here, you know, on SmackDown yet again, I'm gonna enjoy it. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but you know it's it's great to, to enjoy while he's still here. Do you want to transition here as DJ GJ is pointing it out? Let's let's give Biggie some love. He was soaking his feet at commentary during uh the King uh, Nakamura and Baron Cobra match here. And Pat McAfee got in on it, he was soaking his feet as well while while he was jamming out to Nakamura's theme song. Pat McAfee, the MVP. They really, like, you know, as much as people can criticize the, the Adnan Verk and now J- Jimmy Smith is, is doing a great job on Raw, Pat McAfee, they hit a home run. He's doing such a great job on SmackDown. And stuff like this, just, you know, hamming it up with Biggie and rocking out to Nakamura's same song, I, th- I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said when you were away, they, they were great. They're entertaining. Biggie is one of the greatest entertainers of his generation. Match that they were talking over sucked so bad that they were the highlight. And I, I re- think it was bad. I've seen it enough. Well, right. It's not lose. like, and I had said this when you were right too. Rollins and Cesaro tore the place down. I saw Cesaro bloody mess hit the spinning uppercut, and fall, and get immediately curb stumped. And I think it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, just in the sense of that's so smooth, that's so real, that's what would happen in that kind of scenario. But at least they're doing something new. Nakamura and Corbin, not so much. No, I, I. This
0: is one of the things I feel like I say every week. You know, now this well, I should say. I don't think we've mentioned it before, uh, or, or we actually we hinted at it tonight. This show, the final SmackDown in the Thunderdome. Raw next week will be in Thunderdome as well. But then that's it. We'll be back on the road. So uh, yet again, I really hope that come next Friday, come Money uh, of the Bank and Beyond, we will see some changes obviously these call-ups help i do want to say you know we are criticizing maybe some of the logic there how it, it really is a kind of handicapping nxt in that sense and it's kind of questionable but for me i'm a, I'm a sucker for call-ups even though it's so easy to point out all this you know the the the, the missed the misfires of call ups and how they've they've been mishandled for me they, there's just this inherent like hope maybe i'm naive but especially for smackdown they need they need those call-ups and need that change and i hope that that's kind of one uh one step toward you know new faces on these shows new things new characters new storylines just new rather than as you just said we've seen nakamura and corbin so much and as great as Rollins and zara was that's match we've seen so much as well so i really am hopeful we'll see different things and the silver lining i should say at least in some ways, you know, Bailey losing, at least that kind of, the forces WWE's, sorry, Bailey getting hurt, that forces WWE's hand into, you know, doing something differently because the plans had to change. Literally, you know, the the person they had been featuring is now unavailable. So, I do hope and again, with those call-ups there, that will kind of, uh, you know, that that is definitely one silver lining there. Uh, And then to wrap it up, uh, talk about Money in the Bank here, I don't know if you talk about this while my power went out, but uh, just some more thoughts about the Mind the Bank match itself. DJ Cassier wondering if Biggie will win this year will, or will he lose because his push has kind of gone off the rails. I mean, for me, even with the, the people we saw qualify at night, um, we saw Nakamura and, and Rollins qualify. I still think, in some ways, I would say Rollins is now kind of my number three. We talked about the women's match earlier. I kind of view uh, Riddle, Biggie, and Rollins as the, the most likely three. Uh, and looking at it otherwise, I mean, I, I think I talked about with John on the Raw show. There's like, there's a path forward where they could, they could get Ricochet and John Morrison there. I don't really see it. Uh, Nester Chris point out, Drew McIntyre could win. I really hope not, but I feel like it's an option. It's obviously he's got the, the credibility there. Um, but for me, Riddle, at least from a purely a, a booking standpoint, makes sense in a lot of ways, the way that he's been booked and presented and picked up a lot of good wins. Uh, Biggie, so, I, Robert you and I talk about it all the time. I really want to see him get that, get that push, get that spot, get that, you know, that you know, push to that next level. Uh, and Rollins now as well. I mean, I think Rollins makes a lot of sense, and we were talking about before. Maybe you know that Edge versus Seth Rollins for the title. I think that's definitely a cool option they've got available. But for me, I think I'd like to see Biggie. Um, but at the same time, I'm at least old fashioned in the sense that whoever wants my bank, I want to feel like they are. Ready is not the right word. Just more the way they've been booked leading into the show. I want to feel like they are like they've got that momentum, and Biggie doesn't really have it as much because of the way he's been booked lately. Like, through no Fall of his own, he literally had a storyline taken away from him because because Alistair Black got fired. So I
1: don't know. <sighs> thirty-five days. It took. It took thirty-five days from that man getting fired to that man showing up elsewhere. Do you remember when I sat here with you on this very show and said, "Oh, Alistair Black is back"? I guess he's fighting. That'll be great. He's on AEW. How amazing is that? What what an amazing uh, era we're living in where that can just happen again.
0: It's great. I mean, for me, it's just so weird. I'm, I'm a WWE fan through and through, but I'm sitting there on Wednesday. The lights go out once. I'm like, is it Alistair Black? No, it's not. The lights go out a second time. It is to Black. And I, I jumped out of my chair. I lost my mind. Like I popped big time. And, and the fact is, I mean, yeah, we can hope the next week WWE will have that for, for maybe or whenever it happens for a John Cena return, for a Becky Lynch return, whatever it might be. But moments like that, totally, you know, un, unexpected, totally just shocking
1: Really, that's what we, just, that that what we need we need more of that
0: and I I hope every single week every show we're on here I hope WWE can really start getting moments like that getting moments like that like that back they've done it before they will do it again they just I just hope that you don't we don't have to wait too long for it I'm hopeful that you know now fans fans coming back again they'll, they'll kind of push WWE to do some things differently maybe I'm naive mate, or whatever but um I hope i hope that we will get more moments like that but in the meantime in the meantime yes it is to, to circle back to it i i hope that biggie wins i don't know if he will the best thing uh, we mentioned before the best thing about this money in the bank match is that uh pretty much everyone on the smackdown side conceivably could win and that adds this layer of unpredictability so i like that uh and then for the SmackDown side as well you've got the unpredictability because two of two of the entrants are yet to be determined so they've definitely got that potential for a surprise entrance like uh, entrant like that so you know, here we are, the last Thunderdome show. That was pretty darn good one, Robert. How would
1: you rate it? I would give it... Honestly, I'll give it a seven, because the matches were great, but that's such a, a tired, like, crutch. Yeah, matches are great. Everybody can wrestle. You know, yes. nobody's questioning this. But the logic really needs to return to Friday nights. And, and Monday nights, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me... SmackDown, uh, someone commented it pretty much shortly after we started. I mean, SmackDown, you, when you're so carried by Roman Reigns, you know, a, a lot of weeks it's like you know, it's like a seven just on the Roman Reigns stuff alone. Um, you know, and, and then Chris with a seven, Stephen Chambers with a six point five, you give it you gave it a seven. I think I would agree. I mean, nothing uh, nothing too groundbreaking here, and and I, I I'm and I'm hopeful about those call-ups. I'm uh optimistic about them but at the same time you know yeah i mean to me it's a solid seven nothing nothing terrible to me i i didn't have as much of a problem some of these things as you mentioned robert maybe some of the logic is lacking uh for maybe i'm too forgiving you know when you have only got you know again uh, aside from the call-ups seven active women's uh, wrestlers in the women's division. there there's only so much they can do when they're when the top non-champion star bailey goes down You know, you gotta. I feel compelled to be a little forgiving in that sense. And yeah, they had other options available, whether it was Dakota Kai or Raquel, but you know, I understand that they're a little limited in that sense. Uh, Ron Cesar was great. I'm very much looking forward to Money in the Bank. I think it'll be a great show. So yeah, I'll go for a solid seven. Definitely, it was definitely not a show that left me disappointed or upset. You know, I didn't feel angry or anything that I, someone said about raw last week or this past monday that they didn't leave the show feeling angry so that was a win i never feel angry leaving smackdown so for me it was definitely a solid seven i'm hopeful you know again I'm, i mentioned earlier the the jimmy uso stuff at the very least it feels like we're proceeding as planned as far as i can tell you know it's not like they wrote them off just like that so i mean i feel encouraged by that and i'm hopeful that that storyline will continue to carry smackdown and and that the other stuff will be good anyway you know that's been imperfect but i've enjoyed it anyway so i'll go for a seven and as i said the thunderdome era after monday it's over next friday we'll be here or i should say well next friday for smackdown we'll be here live back with the fans and then we'll be here on saturday to talk about it so i'm very hopeful about that show i think it'll be a lot of fun uh it's still crazy to me just to think the next starting next week will be back in some semblance of normalcy for wrestling. It's going to be
1: different. I have a feeling we're going to see a different logo, different stage, different everything. Listen, Stephanie McMahon said to Variety that they're going to do a lot of AR, a lot of new graphics. I just want the shows to look different. I want Raw to look different from SmackDown. I want that to look different from SummerSlam. I want SummerSlam to look different from Extreme Rules and so on and so forth. That's all I want.
0: I agree, and it does feel like we are definitely going to see some things different, uh, different done differently, both in terms of the the on-screen presentation. Robert, that interview you mentioned. she talked about uh, new set designs, she talked about augmented reality, she talked about new graphics. You know, I do feel like they're going to really start doing it's changing things up in that sense. And again, maybe I'm naive, but I hope that that'll kind of bleed into doing things differently from a from a creative standpoint. Like we can only hope that. Uh, you know, things we can only happen.
1: hope that you know they've been on autopilot for so long. You know, you kind of put your foot on the gas and drive the car. Drive the car, it is your company. Please drive the car.
0: Indeed, and with that. Again, we'll be here next Saturday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. John, uh, John Clark and I here every Monday to talk about Raw. The Dynamite Dudes to cover AEW. They also do WCW Ridden, talking about fun Facebook and stuff. And we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming for you guys. I interviewed Shane Taylor earlier this week, Ring of star ahead of Ring of best in the world on Sunday. They're bringing fans back as well. Very exciting time for them. I also previewed that show with the Wrestling Perspective podcast, Dennis Farrell. Gotta check that out. That one we that just before SmackDown tonight. Check that out. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed i can't even remember uh eric rowan fred rosser dom uh, Dominic interviewed uh the
1: Fons for crying out loud the Fons,
0: that's freaking crazy
1: the Fons. he interviewed the Fonz. he got aria davari's first interview post wwe release talks all about his hopes and dreams to continue a tag team that you saw a lot of on 205 live check that out there's so much content right now coming out from WrestleZone you need to subscribe you need to hit us up on all the socials we know that there's a lot of different platforms out there we get it it's all synergy we know but this platform is doing so much so keep supporting and we thank you for it and and Colin you know I, I ranted a lot today I saw a lot of comments about me being on fire about I think somebody called me a savage uh, Nesh Kirsch loves WrestleZone we love you you've been around forever Colin, you know, God, we're headed back to fans. Ring of Honor with fans this Sunday. Uh, you know,
0: MLW tomorrow.
1: MLW tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, you can see that show on July 24th on Vn Sports. WWE next week. Uh, Impact next week. The world is returning to normal. So as you go out to shows, just remember, breathe and just enjoy wrestling.
0: Indeed. Thanks nice listening, everybody.